Welcome to the GeoMob podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, be it for fun or profit. And welcome to another GeoMob podcast. This afternoon, I'm talking with Helen Eilis, who has created the London Green Ground map. So, Helen, welcome. Hi, Stephen. It's nice to be here. Thank you. And tell us a bit about yourself, because you're not from the traditional mapping community in London that I know so well. I'm not. No, not at all. And um, I quite accidentally found myself there. And I'm actually a graphic designer. And my intention was at the beginning not to make maps at all. I was meant to do some infographics. But what I found at some point was that although there's a lot of open information, it usually does belong someone. So you have to be also quite sensitive about using this information. And the first infographics I made, I felt that perhaps this wasn't quite the right direction. And when I started to do the first maps, this felt as a really something I want to do and I want to pursue and do more. And also because I am a traveler, I'm a walker, I enjoy exploring uh, places. This helped me to still doing these things, perhaps not on these places physically, but with the help of virtual maps and by exploring them in my work. So yeah, this was pretty much what I wanted to do. And when I first put out these maps, people liked them, uh, which I didn't expect. Um, <laughs> And, and it's just, I, I met everybody in this community and I hope we're now knowing each other quite well, although I am away from these map makers and, and people in London. So what prompted you? What was the idea that triggered the green ground map? This was actually quite accidental as well because I happened, because I have lived in London and London is one of my favorite cities. But I found that when I was there, it was so fast-paced. And on this ground level, I couldn't quite see the whole picture. And when I came back to Tallinn, where I'm from, I still want to feel connected with London. And I still feel myself as a Londoner. So I started to look at these parks and places and where I went. And, and we did walk quite a lot. So I found this group called National Park City in London, who is very much uh, promoting all the um, wild, uh, green, healthy vision of London. That's Daniel Ravenera Ellison, isn't it? Yes, that's Daniel. And uh, they had the Twitter a tweet where they asked people to propose these ideas, uh, how to make London wilder, greener. And more healthier and I said oh it wouldn't be wonderful if there's a map styled as a tube map but actually for walking and cycling park to park. So just pause a second because for our listeners I'm going to give you a real challenge try and explain what the green ground map looks like to our listeners. Well it's uh, it looks like a really complicated tube map it has currently about 300, it has 380 parks, which are connected these lines. 
as you would have for a tube line. But these lines are meant for walking and cycling. So it's a really busy network. And to be honest, it doesn't cover, I think it covers about 10% of the green spaces actually in London. And people ask me why parks are missing. And it's just because there's so many, there's 3,000 parks and green spaces only in Greater London area. So yeah, but right now it covers about 380 of them and has 12, 12 lines. And it, it's meant to inspire this different approach to the traditional transport maps, which are for tubes, for buses. It's just a different way of displaying walking maps, I think. And what I love about it is the fact that you show the distances between the different spots. So I can see the parks that I can walk to from near where I live, and I can also see how long it will take me to walk along those routes. It's an absolutely fabulous piece of work, Helen. Thank you. So you designed this map in Tallinn. Did you not think of making a map of your own home city? No, because as a infographic designer or as a map maker, I don't think you necessarily need to be making graphics of the places you are in. And you're, you're trying to find something that's interesting and something that has possibly a potential of going viral or going to be noticed or be useful. And I have this, I really love the London Underground tube map because obviously it has this historic, it's a Harry Beck, uh, Beck's map. But to be honest, at this point, I think the my map is as much inspired from the tube maps, current, current maps, current transport maps. Um, but I wanted to bring this connection to just show how it could grow. And I'm, I'm really interested in London as a city and it has so many layers. And I like reading about it and I like looking at old maps. And I wanted to propose something that hasn't done, hasn't been done this way before. Well, I have to say lots of people have used Beck's diagram schematic map and you know they've used it for all sorts of semi-infographic purposes and often it's a horrible misuse of the design this on the other hand i'm sure if harry beck saw this he would be very very complimentary about it because it really does serve the same purpose of showing the connections between places without worrying about geographic fidelity and distance or scale or anything like that. I mean, it's, it's a brilliant piece of work, Helen. Before you made it, did you consider any other ways of representing this information? Uh, no, because the idea which I also proposed was because it comes from this idea of getting more people out to walking and cycling. And lots of people living in the cities are used to the transport maps. And even if they don't know how to use maybe topographical maps or they're not really map users, most people would use transport maps. So this is why I wanted to do something most people are familiar with and show them London or any city 
in this perspective, in this new view. So it would help them to actually see that these places are not that far. Or maybe they are far, but they can see that they are connected. And if you look at London from the Google Maps, and because London is so big, and you, if you zoom out, you can't see these green spaces, actually. No, and you certainly can't imagine the walk between one or two of those green spaces. It's, um, I mean, this is the only way I think that you could represent all of this information. So where did you find the the data that underlies the map? So, yeah, it's actually extremely simple. And uh, someone, at first, when I made this map, they said it's pretty much uh, drawing with crayons. And it is, actually, because... <laughs> I've just created another layer on top of Google Maps and I had Google Maps as a base and I pretty much used my um, graphic software to draw these lines and, and mark the parks. So the idea and execution is very simple, but I think what makes this different is that it's grown quite big and obviously there's quite a lot of work behind it now. It's, it's about 200 and more hours. Wow. And what lies behind, because I'm looking at the map whilst we're talking, and it's color-coded. So it's a little bit like the tube map, you know, that there's different colored lines. And you've got a line called Royal, for example. What made you join all of those places together with a line and then give it a name? Well, obviously, if you've noticed, all these lines are nature-colored, mostly. They're green mm -hmm. and blue and yellow. The thing is, the Thames line, obviously, most obvious. And the rivers, that are actually the lines. And what I imagined was, if we're thinking about... It's quite hard, actually. If you have a tube and an underground map, obviously, it's very fixed, you have the stations, you have the lines, they're there, they're physically there. Whereas my map is more of sort of idea of these, some of the lines, how you could walk them, but not necessarily you don't have to. Whereas the rivers are the physical structures that are in place and the canals. So I started with these lines. And the Thames line, I think, is the first one. And also it's Thames path is one of the most famous walking paths, and I've walked it many times as well. The Royal Box, the Royal Line, it, which is not 100% accurate because I think um, I'm missing uh, Greenwich, which is a bit more on the um, east, is it? Yes. Yes. But I've, I've tried to inspire these different ways you could walk London with, with different... Lines. Different themes. And different themes, really. Because one of yeah. the most popular uh, line was actually a B-line. And the B-line came from the idea that I believe it's GIGL and Tickle. And they had this chain of parks from north to south, which were just especially flowery and very good for bees. So this, this is what... B-line came about. I mean, I think just looking at it, you realise that with this number of green spaces, the moment you move out of your own area, the parks that you know, having some kind of a thematic connection that would suggest, oh, over the next few weeks, I'm going to try and walk the B-line, for example. It's a great idea because otherwise there's so much there that it will be difficult to think of a sort of a a structure to your walks. But actually, now that you've explained it to me, 
I can imagine getting on the underground and going to one end of the B line and walking two or three of the parks on that line and then carrying on later on. It's a great idea. Yeah, and if you if you think of this, actually there are so many walking paths already in London and ramblers are pioneering so many different uh, walks and the loop is actually an official line. But it, my map is more of the, the representation of these different ideas. Yes, exactly how do you start walking and if you already start and then you realize, oh, okay, the there are all these signposted walks already and you go on the loop or you go do a capital walk or, or all these different walks as well. Yeah, it's great. So what tools did you use? I mean, you said that you use some graphics tools. So what is it, Illustrator or something like that? Yes, I did start with Illustrator, which is, um, I think, most easy to use for this kind of project. But uh, later now, I've been also using Affinity Designer, uh, which is actually UK-based software. And I really like that as well. And the, uh, the base, as I said, it's uh, Google Maps. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So it's just hours and hours of hard work building the basic structure and then fine-tuning it before you can get all the hundreds of labels fitted into it. Well, it was actually gradual because I started with the first map which I posted and which got viral, I say viral, I, I think it got about uh, 400 likes, which I think is very good for this kind of work. Uh -huh. And it had about 60, 70 parks. So many people liked the map. And, and these were the parks I knew and, and uh, had been walked. So I was really familiar with this structure. But so many people suggested new parks and, and it started growing and I was doing this work. I started maybe a year and a half ago and I worked over three months and it grew to up to I think 300 parks. And there was this pause when I didn't work on it and I came back to it in January and I added the distances. And, and many people actually have suggested parks and have suggested connections. And even now people just like to contribute, which I think is great. And I really appreciate the suggestions as well. Yeah, and I mean, the other thing that would be, you couldn't possibly fit onto the graphic, but it's possible to, to do the walk between, certainly some of these walks in the part of North London that I live in, you can do them virtually completely without walking on a road. Yes, and I, I think many ramblers walks are with this idea of uh, going from green spaces to green spaces but especially more of the central London I also wanted to include all parks and this is why it's a bit different from from the designated walks already because you have so many parks you otherwise might not think of visiting at all which might not be on any any of these assigned routes already. So yeah, I, I just want to include as many diverse uh, spaces as possible. And it doesn't only have parks, it has some nature reserves. I think it has uh, different open spaces. It's got Highgate Cemetery, I can see. Very different kind of, different variety. Of open spaces, great. And there must have been quite a few challenges. What was the biggest thing, the biggest problem that you had or the thing that went wrong when you were making the map, Helen? 
it hasn't gone wrong yet. Okay. <laughs> no, um, well, uh, when I was putting the, oh, actually, yes, the distances, when I was putting in the distances, that was quite intense work over two weeks, I think. And my eyes were so red at the end of it. And the other thing with the distances is that few people have pointed out that they're not always accurate because how do you measure what what I did I measured from the about the center from the park to a next center of the park but with the very big box the center is kind of questionable and mm -hmm. so um, you can do take different routes but in these cases I thought always when I'm walking in London I always think something takes less time than it actually takes uh, but I have this one particular one mile problem, which is, which I put between Kensington Gardens and Hyde Park and which actually are side by side. And I don't even remember. I, it's not one mile. That's, that's obvious. But I don't even remember why, why I put the one mile there. If it feels to me, if you start from the center and you go to the other center, it's quite long, but maybe if you take the scenic route. Yeah. yeah. And I think exact measurements are are less important than giving people an indication. You know, one mile says this is a 20-minute walk. Yeah, exactly. And if it's 15 minutes or 25 minutes, it really doesn't matter. What you want to know is this is a two-hour walk and this is a 20-minute walk. And it's that kind of judgment that you want. And the map does that perfectly, in my opinion. I think it's absolutely fantastic. So you're selling these maps now, aren't you? I am, yes. It's gone rather well. It's going quite well at the moment. And I wasn't quite expecting that. In September, I've sold 300 maps, which I, for me is a very big number because the whole summer I sold about 100. But I wasn't, when I was making this map, I wasn't intending to sell it. I have this map on my blog and about 40,000 people have actually downloaded it as well. I'm one of those 40,000. Oh, great. Wonderful. <laughs> and I, I wanted it to spread as far as possible. But what happened was I am an independent graphic designer and then spring happened and everything you know, stop. Yeah, stop. So I had to figure out really quickly what I'm going to do. And I thought that, okay, I'm, I'm still, I keep this blog post up there, but I will just see and try if I can also sell the physical maps and the posters. And the posters been going quite well as, as well. So yeah, I'm quite pleased with that. And if people want to buy either the fold up map or a full size poster, how can they do that, Helen? Uh, well, they can go to my website, which is helenilus.com. They can see the green ground map link there and just um, go and see all these uh, options. I, I have one. Um, it's a pocket map, which is you can fold it out and it has the park index on the other side as well. So that's a bit extra from the one you can print yourself. And then uh, there are A2 and A1 posters you can also buy for your wall or your office somewhere. Great. Well, we'll put that uh, the link to your website in the show notes. So hopefully people listening can go and have a look. You certainly want to download this, people. But if you fancy doing some of these walks, it's well worth buying the pocket version and taking it with you.
So what feedback have you had so far, Helen? Not as much as uh, what I wanted to, because 40,000 people have downloaded it. And it's in a way, I keep asking sometimes, and they put this on the Twitter or social, social media and asking, um, have you have any, anyone use, used it or do you, um, how do you like it? And there's not as much feedback. And, but then suddenly something pops up. That sometimes posts some someone posts a picture saying that oh I went there and it's great and I discovered this because I have this screen ground map or someone else says in a blog post that oh I've, I've discovered this park I didn't know is so near and I've always lived here and these are the this is the feedback I really like but I would I would like people um, to have more be- feedback and I've had some criticism as well which is great because this is a working project and I keep going uh, keep doing this and every, anything people can say is useful for me I think when when eventually tourism gets back to normal you know and we have got millions and millions of people visiting London again then the green ground map and the opportunity to work your way round London, punctuating tourist—you know—the traditional tourist sites that you want to go to with with green spaces. It's a fantastic opportunity, and I'm sure you will get a lot of positive feedback from people coming from that. And you've had great—you know—I read articles in Time Out, and I think the Londonista. A few of you've had some great feedback. So. What impact do you hope, what, what would you like the impact of the map to be? Uh, yeah, I want to redesign London. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I'm offering at the moment is an image that I hope is ahead of its time. And I don't mean it even visionary in a way, but what I, this is how I would like um, London to be in 30 years time and usually these things happen in a way that you first build the infrastructure and then you have meetings for five years and um, and you at the end you might employ a graphic designer who does this map but I kind of turned this thing around and <laughs> I decided I'm just gonna go ahead with it and I make it and I hope that perhaps this, these other things sort of mold themselves to this vision a little bit. And it's happening and it's, it's happening in different ways and quicker than I thought it would be because right now London is transforming so much with all the new cycleways. I think many people are more uh, walking, especially in central London now. So it could happen yep. much quicker. And. I think what would be nice to see in the next few years is somebody deciding to visit every green space on this map and recording, recording it with photographs and actually describing the journey between the green spaces. I mean, that looks like a wonderful project. I really selfishly want to do this. But at the same time, because of travel restrictions now and, and all that, I think that if someone else would be there before me, that would be great as well. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'd love to do that. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about the future, Helen. Have you thought about making 
an interactive version of the map, maybe with walking paths and images and pictures and things? Yes, and I've been thinking of turning this map digital because I can see there's so much interest in the digital version. And at the moment, 40,000 downloads, if it would be an app and if it would be a free app, I think it would has a potential to reach so many more people than it would than now. But I think there are also quite many apps and maps right now in London who has this approach of, and they're really good apps, who has this approach of being very visual with park pictures and with roads. Because this map is based on Google layer and Google has all this information and with very good pictures of these places. My interest is more sort of combine these two things, but I don't know how, how it could happen yet. So this is something to explore, yes. Okay. And maybe one of our listeners who are technical people and build apps for a living, maybe someone will get in touch with you with some ideas about how that could happen. Because be wonderful. I think it would be great if we could do that. So what's your next project? Well, um, there's lots of ways green ground maps still can grow and it can um, spread to different cities. Um, there are other things I, I think I want to explore now in, in this autumn. And uh, also I have plans to uh, keep developing the same map. Yeah, so lots of things happening probably. But okay. sure yet, uh, what, what's the next one will be? So we'll see. Okay, well, just before we wrap up, I, how can people get in touch with you if they want to talk to you about the project or suggest something to you or offer to help? Well, the easiest way is just to email me, which is uh, helen.elus at outlook.com. I actually, I do reply all the people who email me because uh, right now, as I'm also uh, selling maps and posters, I do have quite many requests. And people do email me also just to suggest parks and connections. And I always love to get that feedback and emails as well. Okay. And you're also quite active on Twitter at Helen Ilus. Yes, Twitter is my main platform. I'm also on Instagram, but I do tend to post more on Twitter. Yes. Okay. Helen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you this afternoon. Thank you so much for giving me your time. And listeners, can I just say, if you haven't downloaded the Green Gown map, go to helenelis.com and download it and have a look at this fantastic piece of work and then get out of your offices, your studies, your workplaces and walk some of the green spaces in London. There are 300 of them. Helen, thank you very much and goodbye. Thank you, Stephen. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today and listening to the GMOP podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed the discussion. Please don't hesitate if you have any feedback for us or any suggestions for topics that we should cover in the future. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, if you're not yet on the mailing list, please do get on the mailing list where we once a month send out an email announcing future events, summarizing past events, and just generally sharing uh, events that you may find of interest. You can also, of course, follow us on Twitter, where our handle is geomob. You can follow Steven at Steven Feldman. You can follow me at Fryfogel. You can check out Mappery at mappery.org. 
And of course, if you need any geocoding, please check out my service, which is opencagedata.com. We look forward to you joining us again at a future episode, and of course, seeing you at a future GeoMop event. Hope to see you there soon. Bye.